everyone. Welcome back to Salt and Burnless. My name is Sammy. I'm Valerie. And this is our Supernatural Rewatch podcast. Uh, I just want to say, this is the first episode we've recorded since we've launched. Because uh, we had a backlog of things. Uh, I think we um, were just about to release number five this coming week. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I just want to say thank you so much to everyone who's given us comments or has downloaded uh, an episode or two or all of them or has reached out to me or Valerie personally and just said, hey, this is awesome. Good job. We love this idea. It. Yeah, thank, thank you so much. Yeah. It, it the, fed, the energy boost has been amazing. Totally, yeah. It like, fed my soul because I... I was not expecting, honestly, much of a <laughs> response. Well, because I didn't know how many of my friends or family actually watched the show Supernatural and would really, right. like, understand what was going on. Right. Um, I've, I've had friends who actually started watching the show in preparation to listen to us. Yeah. So they didn't watch it before. They started watching it knowing that we were going to do this podcast. And so thank you to to those people who went out of their comfort zone to to start a new venture with us for us yeah yeah and in our first not even a week we've had almost 100 downloads which may not seem like a big deal but it is to us <laughs> <laughs> i'll take it i yeah. love it yeah so i'm excited so thank you thank you thank you thank you i hope um i hope it just keeps getting bigger you know so thank you yes, thank, thank you. you thank you everybody all right, Valerie, you made some discoveries that I want to hear about. Oh, um, okay. These are this is a little bit embarrassing on my part because I feel like I've come across as kind of uh, a self-made authoritarian on Supernatural because <laughs> um, I, I sometimes feel very superior with the things that I find out about the episodes. But in going back and looking for things for the podcast and for our social media sites, I'm actually discovering stuff like that I've overlooked and big things that I've overlooked. And so I will uh, take ownership of my omissions. <laughs> <laughs> and I just wanted to point out to you, one of them, Sammy, was in the pilot episode, you gushed, and I mean in a good way, over the actress who's played uh, the woman in white. Uh, Sarah, the, the Sarah Shahi. Sarah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> Sarah Shahi. And I kind of let you have that because I didn't know who she was. Mm -hmm. I didn't watch the L word. I didn't know who she was. Well, I was, while I was doing my research, I had Psych, the TV show Psych on in the background and up popped an episode where Sarah Shahi plays the girlfriend of Gus, who is Dulé Hill on, uh, well, he's Dulé Hill, who was Gus on the show. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, oh, Okay, I recognize her. Who is yeah. that? Oh my gosh, that's Sarah Shahi. <laughs> and so now I can own and gush over Sarah Shahi. Yay. So I now know her. So she is mine <laughs> as well. So thank you for that. And then in, a, in Dead in the Water, we had the dis dis discussion about why did Lucas, the little boy uh, who, who had these premonitions about the, the drowned boy, why did he go down to the water at the end of the episode? And you said it's because he was called there by the by the ghost of the drowned mm -hmm. boy saying, come mm -hmm. play with me. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a moment where we see him on the edge of the dock and he's looking into the water and he's reaching down into the water, which is when he is then grabbed by the ghost and pulled down right. ultimately almost to his death. Yeah. Um, I went back and I looked. 
there's a little green army guy floating in the water. And it's what? one of the toys. It's one of the toys that Dean picked up when he was first communicating with Lucas when he first started to try to, you know, create a relationship with oh Lucas to find out what's going on. God. It was one of the little green soldier guys that was floating in the water, and Lucas was reaching down to get it Ooh. when the ghost boy reached up and grabbed him and pulled him in. Yeah, I totally missed that. How did I not see that? <laughs> so, and then uh, on a more on a lighter note, when we were talking about Wendigo, I kind of offhandedly said the the uh, the character of the the brother um, Ben uh, was kind of creepy. I mean, not creepy, but just awkward. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I always thought that he was going to be like part of the, a plot point, like uh-huh. something evil. And it just turns out he was just kind of an awkward character. Well, this actor, Alden. Uh, Einrenreich, <laughs> sorry, um, went on to play Han Solo in the Han Solo movie. Wow. <laughs> so, he, so, I mean, so Bravo. he showed you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so there I was being all sassy about my, you know, acting notes and character uh, assignments. And he went on to be Han Solo. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So th- those were my my discoveries so far, and yeah. it, all three of them took me down a peg. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, thank you for letting me uh, correct myself or grow as a podcaster. <laughs> no, 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 we love it. We love corrections and admissions, and I absolutely stole that from How Did This Get Made, which is another podcast with way more famous people than us. But- <laughs> So I don't feel so bad about stealing it. (laughs) All right. Well, step it up. Here we go. I know. All right. Okay. So today we're going to be doing episode seven of season one, Hookman. In a quiet Iowa college town, a minister prays to protect his parishioner's children. But another minister, a two-centuries-old madman with a hook for a hand, wants them terrified, slashed, and dead. Uh, This was directed by David Jackson and written by John Shaban, who wrote the last one as well. Nice. I have to say, uh, Hookman, when I first saw that the title of the show was Hookman, I totally flashed back to my childhood. Uh, Slumber parties, campfires, and this story of the Hookman... is prominent in my head. This was a scary story and it was one that got better each time it was told. There was no, you know, it wasn't like Bloody Mary where there was participation involved. You just got to sit and listen to this horrible, scary tale. Mm-hmm. And I remember two different stories, two different stories. And and uh, luckily Supernatural kind of takes both of them and mm-hmm. wishes them into one uh, story. The first story that I remember is uh, there's a young couple, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend parked out at Lover's Lane. And they, um, as they're getting kind of steamy, you know, the girl kind of puts the brakes on a little bit and says, nah, you know, let's, let's cool it off. The guy goes in for another, uh, another round and she says, no, seriously, just take me home. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that happens, uh, a, a radio broadcast comes on because, you know, they've got the radio on and uh, it's one of those like danger news alerts mm-hmm. there's a an escaped killer on the loose oh and by the way he happens to have a hook for a hand mm-hmm. and so the the couple in the car the girl's like hey let's go <laughs> not only do i want to you know not continue you know making out with you in the car now we know there's a crazy hook man out there let's go and the boyfriend's like no what are you afraid of and she's like no seriously take me home now so he's like fine and he guns it and he drives 
drives her home. When he goes to like let her out of the car uh, when they get back to her house, he's like stopped and he's frozen like, oh my gosh. And she's like, just let me out of the car and you know, just open my car door, let me out. And uh, he doesn't do it. So she opens her car door and gets out and she sees that there's now like a ripped off bloody hook stuck mm-hmm. in the the, uh, the door handle. So right. they were that close to getting, you know, hooked and murdered. Right. Um, the other story is why this is the Hookman story, I don't know. But it's the same couple, <laughs> young, you know, <laughs> young couple making out um, in the car and they hear a news flash that there's a serial killer out there on the loose. And they also hear like scrape, scrape, scrape on the car. And they think it's just the, you know, branches on the tree scraping mm-hmm. the car. Scrape, scrape, scrape. And the girl starts to get a little bit nervous about this. So the guy gets out of the car to see if he can like move the branches off the car, but then he doesn't get back in the car. And the girl's like, hello, where'd you go? And she still hears scrape, scrape, scrape. Uh-huh. She's she's getting ner- more nervous and more nervous. And then a flashlight shines in the car and it turns out it's the police. And the, the police get her out of the car and they're like, you know, just come with us. And she's like, where'd my boyfriend go? He's like, the cop says, oh, you know, you know, he's down at the station. He, he told us to come and get you. And uh, as she's walking, being walked to the police car, she turns around and she looks back at the car that she just got out of and sees her boyfriend strung up upside down and uh, hanging from the trees and his nails are scraping the hood of the car, scrape, scrape, or the, the roof of the car, scrape, right. scrape, scrape, scrape. So what I remember from those two stories is the scrape, 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 <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then the, the ripped off hook caught in the car door. Right. So two very different stories, but they're still mm-hmm. considered the hook man stories. Yeah. And Supernatural did hit on both of those. So I was like, yay. They did. They like, they really, now I personally don't have much experience with the Hookman story. It was never told to me. I don't believe so in my slumber party career, you know, (laughs) or anything like that. I've only ever been exposed to it in instances like this on TV, talking about an urban legend called the Hookman and the hook being left on the door handle. Etc. Etc. So, but yes, it does seem like, and we'll get into this later. They put their own little twist on it, as they did with Bloody Mary, and I like that. I like that yeah. they make it their own little thing. Yeah, yeah. And it and these are all urban legends, so it's not like they're wrong. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not how it really happened. You're right. Right. <laughs> okay. Opening shot is a sorority house. In Eastern Iowa University from... Doesn't exist. exist. (laughs) The college, that university doesn't exist. But Ankeny does, right? Yeah. Yes, the town does. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I know I made the discovery of the music uh, uh, discrepancies, right, from the Netflix and the DVD version. Yeah. Uh, This first song is still this song on the DVD. Still this terrible, stupid punk rock song. I was so disappointed because have... after I watched the Netflix, I was like, oh, I can't wait to see what music changes are in the DVD. And this one was still the same. I have something to say about the music, but I'll wait until the end because oh, okay. it's a note for the for the drive away song. Oh, which is different, but we will get there, oh. too. Okay. Um, I also want to give a shout out to the good old early 2000s fashion uh, that is promptly displayed on these two girls <laughs> <laughs> the short short jean mini skirts yes and tops yes those were so, the days uh i love that the the opening scene has laurie the main heroine of this story is getting ready for a date 
and uh, she's wearing a skirt and but a button down mm-hmm. shirt. And she, you know, she turns to her roommate for approval and is like, what to uh, is it to um, Martha Stewart? Yeah. Which I love because, yes, the look was Martha Stewart. And Martha Stewart is, you know, Martha Stewart living the magazine. She's uh-huh, this DIY uh-huh. queen, cook, you know, furniture maker, whatever. But Martha Stewart served prison time, you know? <laughs> she, she, she went to jail. She served time. She got out. She remade her entire empire again uh-huh. and is, like, best friends with Snoop Dogg. I know. So she's kind of a badass. She's a, so one just, of the more interesting people out there. <laughs> I just thought it was so funny that they kind of called her out as, like, a fuddy-duddy, you know, like, to Martha Stewart, yeah. too, you know, too tight-laced. But I was like, actually, Martha went on to be kind of a badass. But right, right. They didn't know that at the time. Yeah. Just- so, um... Uh, the the roommate taylor tries to um you know sexy her up a little bit and gives her says you know change out of the the button up and mm-hmm. put on a halter so she's slightly uncomfortable but she's you know a little bit more cute yeah she she does date. make the comment she's like this isn't really me yeah which you know you have to respect that too he's like if you don't <laughs> like you know those kinds of clothes then you shouldn't wear them right so off she goes for her date with rich mm-hmm. and uh and then you know, obviously, that's where the, the Hookman story picks up. Rich takes her out to a, you know, lover's lane type of place. And mm-hmm. they do the, you know, flirty, why did you take me here? Where's the mm-hmm. party? You know, and, uh, you know, makeout session happens. Um, and she, you know, she's not fully comfortable with it. It's not, it's not an aggressive scene. It's just, you know, making out in the car. And how far do you want to go with right. this makeout session? Right. And uh, they're interrupted by... Uh, the hook by some entity which is really kind of cool because you see this uh a a street sign that says Mm -hmm. like nine mile road i think yeah and you see a guy with a hook like scrape along the side of the sign but then you see him disappear as he's doing it so Uh you're like oh this isn't a guy in the woods this isn't like you know this is something supernatural (laughs) and then of course the rich the boyfriend does get out to you know uh inspect like what these sounds are, you know. Meanwhile, Lori's like, "No, no, stay in the car. Yes, <laughs> stay in yes. the car. Let's go." Uh-huh. And does the boy stay in the car? No, he's got to get out and investigate. Yes, and she turns but away I'm... for a second because, uh, what the back window explodes or something. Yeah, uh, and shatters and, and a yeah, tire. She turns pops. around and looks, and then looks back. Rich is gone. Yep, she's terrified as, you know, as. But I she's would be. smart enough to like turn the turn the uh key she rolls up the window Mm -hmm. she locks the doors Mm -hmm. and she's she's playing it safe she's like locked in but then she gets out of the car after she hears all this scrape 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 on the roof of the car i saw her reaction was really kind of uh cute she was like okay okay you know trying to psych herself (laughs) up herself up to leave the car right she does. She does leave the car, which maybe she should have just taken the car and <laughs> driven away. <laughs> she was smart. In a, I mean, the keys are in the car. Well, maybe Although it that... does have a flat tire. Oh, that's true. It does. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I was just about to say, maybe that's why she ends up turning around to say, like, oh, well, maybe I'll just drive out of here. Right. And that's when she... See, the conversation she had with herself, they cut. So we <laughs> yeah, don't so... know what she actually <laughs> was going through. her 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 clearest thought is to get out of the car and run yeah and she does but then she stops Mm -hmm. turns around and sees 
her boyfriend, strung up from the trees, hanging upside down with his nails scraping on the roof of the car, yes. dripping with blood. And yes. does a fantastic scream take of, oh, yeah, she hands even, up, hands down. Yeah, she even, <laughs> she preps, she takes a huge, yeah. huge <laughs> breath in. And... <laughs> oh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was great. Uh, I also thought that funny that I uh, thought it was funny. A uh, nine mile road is a dead end road, and there's a big dead end sign right next to uh-huh. nine mile road. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Subtle. It also looks. It also looks exactly like the bridge from the pilot. Oh, the one that they, but, they but jump from off the ground, of? looking yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, once you scout a location, <laughs> you right. Know, see how many times you can use it. That then finishes the teaser. The supernatural uh, title card comes up. And then Sam and Dean are at a outdoor cafe somewhere. Uh, Dean makes like... a quip about <laughs> your half calf bent even the latte is ready, Francis. <laughs> Do you know what Francis is from? I no, I don't. I'm assuming this is me being a grab here, grabbing that I think it's from Stripes. There's a character on in Stripes uh, whose name is Francis, but he says, "Anybody who calls me Francis, I'll kill you." Uh, and then the uh, the drill sergeant says, "Lighten up, Francis," and that's where I think that's from. That's my. I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt that at all. I think your hypothesis is probably correct. Thank you. My father's middle name is Francis, and he hates it. So I think... <laughs> that's my dad's middle name yeah, is Francis. Yes. It... What's it? his name? Is Mark? Michael. Michael oh, Francis. Mike. Mike. Mine's is Mark. Mark Francis. <gasps> Oh my gosh, <laughs> Sammy! <laughs> How did we not know this? I don't know. Yeah, so they're they're um over coffee. They're discussing yeah. that that they still can't track down their dad. Right, and you know, I, every lead they get, yeah. I think this is their first mention of dad since Bloody Mary. I don't think he was brought up at all in mm-hmm. the previous episode, Skin. So this is just a touch on. By the way, we're still doing this. And then he's right. not mentioned again, really. Well, once or twice, but not the... Um... Not in the sense of, we are still looking for Dad. Right. Yeah. And that's when Dean says, I don't think Dad wants to be found. Mm-hmm. Like, it is... Every lead we've had has turned... Is a dead end. Mm-hmm. On pur- and Dean, I think, insinuates that it's on purpose. That right. he just doesn't want to be found. Right. Uh, but as it turns out, Dean, in the meantime, has been researching uh, things. Cases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, and comes up with like an invisible man, an invisible attacker storyline. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so just a note on location, because they do mention it's Ankeny. Mm-hmm. Did, did I say that right? Ankeny, Ohio, uh, Iowa, uh-huh. and then it's about a hundred miles away from them. And I know we've been speculating maybe they're starting from Lawrence each time, and I don't believe they are because Lawrence is two hundred and forty-one miles away from this yep. town in Iowa. I did the same thing. Really? <laughs> I, was, I was like, first I tried Toledo, uh-huh. then I went to Lawrence, and uh, and I looked at Wisconsin. I was like, no, I don't. They're just they're just driving around. Yep, they just right. happen to be a hundred. I think it's just they're just looking for dad. I think yeah. that's what's happening. They're just kind of road tripping around. And uh, I love that they they drive up to the to the university. And they drive up to this frat house, and I was thinking, you know, because like out front of this frat house, um, there's all these guys working on their cars and stuff. And so Dean and Sam roll up, and they're like, "Hey, nice ride." Uh-huh. I'm thinking they're they're in, like the you know these college kids kids are gonna like hook right into their car. Nope, nope. dead stare. <laughs> yep. 
Yep. You guys are two old dudes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just thought that was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> but they do buy the line that Sam and Dean feed them, which is, hey, we're fr- we're transfers from out of state. Mm-hmm. We're, we're fraternity brothers. They don't mention the name of the fraternity. <laughs> There's no secret handshake, but um, right. but they're allowed to then crash at this uh, this fraternity house while they investigate um, the death of the fraternity brother Rich, who, yeah. who died. Right. Um, they so meet their smart. new roommate, who's covered in <laughs> purple <Murph>. paint. <laughs> Murph. His name's Murph. Can you help get my back? Yeah. Dean, <laughs> Dean makes Sam do it. Says, like, oh, he's an artist. Things <laughs> he's you can do with the brush. brush. Right, right. Uh, and that's not and the, the that's not the only time he does this in the series. There are a couple other times that he makes Sam do, like, the artist things and makes a comment. It's like, oh, man, he's just, you should see oh. what this guy can do. Throw him under the bus. Yeah, totally, it. totally. Oh, man. So then they get the, the lowdown from Murph uh, about what happened to Rich and that he was out with the girl, but not just any girl, the preacher's daughter. Yes. Yes, she's the preacher's daughter. Um, where can we find her? Oh, at, you know, at this church. Right. And so the next thing we see is Sam and Dean at this church, and they just go there to, you know, introduce themselves to Lori. But I think it's hysterical that there's a service going on, there's a sermon going on, and it's, I'm assuming it's just a memorial for uh, for Rich, mm-hmm. uh, who died and as Sam and Dean like walk into the service already in progress, they let a door close and it's like this giant oak wood door that just goes slam. <laughs> it completely interrupts the sermon. And uh <laughs> which kind of is a theme in this uh uh in this episode of them making more noise than uh they than... they meant <laughs> they meant and that's just a, a little lighthearted moment there of right. the boys are kind of tripping over themselves. Right. And you see the, the cop or the sheriff in the service clock them, you know, and kind of yep. give them Gives an eye. eye. Yep. I want to give, I want to talk about this guest star for a minute. The reverend. Did you recognize <gasps> yes. him? I did. Of course I did. Yes, he's in everything. That's everything. why. Yes. But I recognized him from Frasier. So did I. Yeah. That yeah. was the yeah. main thing. I re- Well, I couldn't remember what it was. I just remember him being a like a series regular basically or, yeah. or like a secondary character i was yeah. also rec- yes i also recognized his voice and i thought that it was from fraser this totally blew my mind um and it clicked immediately uh and all of the 90s kids who are listening to this you're gonna love this he is the voice of mr simmons on the cartoon hey arnold on nickelodeon yes yes dan butler Yes. Yes. And I know. <laughs> it's, I you have to like, close your eyes. You what? have to close your eyes. <laughs> yes. I loved that cartoon. That was one oh, of my gosh. favorites growing up. And this was a, a very, very pleasant surprise seeing him uh, in this episode and playing a pretty, a pretty nice sized guest star role. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So after the service, uh, Sam and Dean make a beeline for Lori to find out, you know, any information, like what what did she what see? Happened? Yeah, what happened? Yeah. What was her story? Dean walks off with the reverend <laughs> saying he's look, <laughs> looking for I'm a looking church for group. Church group <laughs> <laughs> to give Sam some alone time with Lori. Although that is funny that it's Dean who's like, 
puts his arm around the yeah, future, the, like, we're new in town. You're right, right. Looking for it, a it was nice. He was like, he noticed the connection between Sam and Lori and said, okay, yeah. I'll back off. Yep, you you get the girl this time. Yeah, yeah. And Sam is, like, super nice and sympathetic, um, you know, to Lori about her trauma. And he shares mm-hmm. a little bit with her. I mean, no details. Just says, hey, I I have my traumas, too. Right. Um, which he, I don't think he had to do because I'm thinking Lori would have opened up to him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a nice touch. He, you know, he plays sympathetic so well. And I don't mean plays as in he was faking it. Uh-huh. He, he just he just is that person who reaches out and like you said, has an excellent bedside manner. So after Lori's story, they go to the library, they discuss it amongst themselves and they pretty much immediately connect it with the hook man. Well, they researched the invisible killer aspect of it because she mentions that she didn't see anything. Like I'm not much help. She says to Sam, I'm not that much help with the investigation because I told them it was an invisible man who did this. And right. so they go to the library and research the Invisible Man, uh, Invisible Killer, mm. is is what they're researching. No, when they're in the library, they immediately say that's straight out of Hookman, like because she mentions the scrape, scrape, scrape on the top of the car, mm-hmm. like when she turns around and he's hung upside down. They mentioned the Invisible Man at the beginning, like when they're at the cafe, right. and they're doing that. And right, then but don't they they find the stories of like the deranged preacher? Right. Who had a hook for a hand. Right. He killed 13 prostitutes. 13. Uh-huh. Uh, prostitutes because he was so enraged about the town having a red light district. And I right. guess he just didn't like. So he he killed 13 prostitutes. Just going to point out here that he could have killed the Johns. But no. Let's mm. kill the prostitutes. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. Um, and oh yes. He had a silver hook for a hand. Um, no. they No. I'm positive that they connected it with Hookman before then. They're standing in okay. between the aisles of the books and they're talking about it and Dean says that's straight out of the Hookman legend. We can't be dealing with the Hookman, are we? And Sam says something like, well, every urban legend has source. So Is that when they go and find Invisible Killer? Is that when they go that, look up? Okay. Uh, the, yeah, that's when they go look up the arrests. Like the librarian brings like five boxes of <laughs> arrest records dating right. back to 1851. Right. Okay. And okay. I also made a note that I like that they're putting their own spin mm-hmm. on the Hookman legend. Like, they're kind of combining things and right. turning him into a spirit instead of a person. Right. So Right, instead of just a deranged killer. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we learn more about that. They discover more about this uh-huh. story. Uh-huh. So it's, and we can talk about that in a, yes. in a second. Yes. So it's, it's, I have to admit, it's hard doing these podcasts because of what we know having watched the episode yeah. and then talking about it in order. Like, when did they know it and yeah. when did we see it? Yeah. So I apologize that no, I no, get things no. out of order. It's okay. Well, hey, I'm going to give you a break because I know I'm going to receive some flack from this. Not only from you, maybe especially from you, <laughs> but from a lot of people. Uh, when they find out that it, the killer from back in the day, Jacob Carnes, they yes. realize he's the minister who killed all the prostitutes, had a hook for a hand. That was the murder weapon. Dean says to Sam, good job, Dr. Venkman. And I had to look that up because <gasps> I did not know what it was. <laughs> That's my job. <laughs> I can tell you what it is, but go ahead. I'll let you have it. Go ahead. Because I have a confession, I have not in its entirety seen 
Ghostbusters. Sammy, uh, to quote you, <laughs> to quote you, how are we friends? <laughs> I know. How I know. I deserve that. I deserve every bit of that. I have seen the end of it. When, <laughs> uh, when, um, what's his name? Oh my God. The, uh, Rick Marinus. When Rick Marinus is possessed already and yes. like takes Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> Key master. Or, yeah, and she becomes possessed, and then they're up on the building, and this all this stuff is happening, and the Jigglypuff guy is, like, walking down. Ape up, Marshmallow Man! Whatever. She says whatever. You will watch this movie, <laughs> and we will talk about it. Okay. But the what's funny, though, about that, about the, that Dean calls Sam, you know, good work, Dr. Vankman. Bill Murray's character, Dr. Vankman, is not the researcher he's oh. actually more the dean character he's <laughs> definitely more the cowboy swagger guy who flies by the seat of his pants uh -huh. uh, there is a single moment in ghostbusters where um uh, the vankman character does have some knowledge about mm -hmm. something and he gets to say no studying you know and, yeah but so it's funny that dean's character calls sam dr vankman when he would be um igor he would be definitely right right but anyway, thank you for the for the shout out and shame on you. I know. <laughs> in the meantime, <laughs> Lori and her dad get in a fight. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not a real fight. They're just uh, I guess he's dropping her off at home. Uh, not at home, but off back at the sorority house. Yeah. And uh, he he has misgivings about her living, you know, the college life and being, you know, alone with with girls who party and things mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. And she's like, whatever, dad. You know, she at first tries to be sympathetic to him because, you know, mentions that, you know, their mom died and it's been, a, it's, this is him living by himself. It's mm -hmm. all new to him. Mm -hmm. But he in turn turns it back on her. Like, I don't trust you by yourself with, yeah. with college kids. Yeah. So she in a huff, you know, like, bye, dad, and goes back into the sorority house. And uh, while she's heading back to her room, um, she she passes by this girl's uh, bedroom, and I love it. She's got a giant Avril Lavigne poster. Oh. Yes. No, I have something to say about this poster, because before in the beginning, I didn't want to, like, take up time talking about it. But since you brought it up. <laughs> the Avril Lavigne poster, yes. And then in Taylor and Lori's room, there is a poster with a band named Gob. Gob. Yep. And it... I didn't, it was like, is this a fake band? I looked them up. No, they're a Canadian punk rock band. Get out. I looked it up and all I came up with was like phlegm. I was like, okay, so it's made up. <laughs> <laughs> it actually, oh my gosh. No, they're a real That's... band. And I think they've had songs featured in a lot of those, like like American Pie. I think they had a song in that. Avril Lavigne is a real Canadian, Canadian. punk pop star, whatever you want to call her. But, yes. you know, kind of in the same vein. So okay, this sorority loves Canadian oh, pop stars. <laughs> I love that. No, I totally love I was like, because God, I mean, they, they feature it. Yes. So she, so Lori makes it back to her bedroom and uh, she asks her roommate, her roommate's already in bed. Taylor's already in bed. She's like, hey, are you awake? And, you know, no response. So uh, instead of turning on the light and waking up her roommate, uh, Lori goes into the bathroom or her closet or the, oh, it's the bathroom mm -hmm. uh, to to get ready for bed and then you know takes one more look at uh before she gets into bed takes one more look at taylor all right we're not gonna be chatting tonight so she yeah. goes 
and gets into bed. And uh, as she's getting ready for bed, I just want to say, like, as soon as she walks into the bathroom, like, the music changed. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And it was like, dun, dun, like, mm-hmm. super, you know, creepy music starts, very ominous. And I was just thinking to myself, well, maybe not turn on the ominous music before you go to bed. I know she didn't turn it off, but... And then as she crawls into bed, you see, this was very creepy and effective. The way the shadow just kind of lightens up and then you see the figure of the shadow of the hookman standing there. Behind her door. Behind the door. Yeah. I was like, ooh. Yeah, because you don't see it at first. No. It's just all of a sudden it's like your eyes are able to focus on it. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, <gasps> yeah, he's in the room with her. Uh-huh. In the meantime, the boys are at the crime scene or that nine mile road. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Where the rich got killed. Yeah. Yes. Attempting to hunt down a spirit. Uh, Dean is loading up a gun and Sam makes a smart ass remark of like, you know, bullets are going to do anything. And Dean says, yep. Rock salt. Yes, won't kill them, but it'll definitely slow them down. I wanted to point out when they first pull up and they uh, pull up in their car to to this location, they've got like a spotlight, a hunter's spotlight on the car. And uh, I saw them in the first episode. I was like, I don't remember those spotlights being on the car. Um, This is the first time they use the spotlights on the car. It's also the last time they use the spotlights (laughs) on the car. And I think they took them off, maybe not in this season, but they got taken off of the the Impala. Salt will slow down a ghost. Yes, which is a smart idea, like making rock salt bullets. So, And this they mentioned Dad. He's like, well, this is me and Dad's idea. Don't have to go to college to be smart. Yes. Go, Dean. Go, Dean. So they're they're obviously out there looking for the hook man. Yes. Um, And in, like, a fake scary moment... Uh, instead of the hook man, out jumps a cop (laughs) (laughs) and arrests them. (laughs) So they didn't even get like 10 feet away from the car before they were foiled in their attempts to find the hook man. And I love Dean. When when he told him to get on the ground, Dean is just like, he's the one that has the gun. (laughs) Throwing his brother under the bus. (laughs) Yeah, he's got the gun. There were some my... really good brotherly moments in this episode, I thought. There were. There yeah. were. There was it was it was lighthearted for as deeply disturbing as this episode was. Yeah. Dean was was kind of lighthearted. Yeah. Uh with how he treated Sam. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, my question, what were they arrested for? But okay, not a big deal. We just yeah. know that they're now in jail, we yep. assume. A plot device that okay, fine. <laughs> The yes, and yes. I thought it was funny that they got out of uh, jail time or out of trouble with you know with just a fine by essentially telling the truth that they were hunting spirits with rock salt, but playing it off like a college hazing, like a college prank. <laughs> yes, that's it. That's hysterical. Yes, what'd you tell them? I told them we were hazing you. Yeah. <laughs> well, what did you explain about the gun that you were hunting a spirit with salt? Yeah, yeah. Um, but while they're, while, once they got released from jail and they're doing, you know, how, doing this exposition, how do we get out of jail, they see all the cops come running out of the police mm. station, jump in their cars and go speeding off. And they're like, ruh Yeah. So they Be- follow the cops. Because Lori awoke to find her roommate, uh, no longer asleep, but dead and lying in a giant pool of her own blood. And not yeah. only that, but 
creepy serial killer words scratched out on the wall. Let's say, what did it say? Aren't you glad, Aren't you, didn't you, glad turn you didn't turn on the light? Yep. Yes, with the weird symbol underneath. Yes, so it's like scratched in blood with a hook. Yeah. Or scratched on the wall with a bloody hook, I guess yeah. is what you yeah, would yeah. say. Yes. Um, with that cross. And it took me a while. I was squinting at the cross because I was like, is that... I couldn't tell that it was actually a cross because of all the blood drips and right. stuff and all the yeah. little mini crosses around mm -hmm, it. Mm -hmm. But a part of me was like, that's not part of the Hookman legend. But this is supernatural. So yes. they kind of, you know, morphed it together, which is fine. But you mean the, childhood... the the phrase, the aren't you the glad phrase. you didn't turn? Yeah. 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 That, that's like, for me, that was a whole nother story. That was a whole nother scary story. Mm. You know, kind of like, I know what you did last summer. Right. Right. Um, separate i i did have a question yeah uh with with dean he's for me when like with the, at the police station and stuff we don't see him interacting with the police at all it's just something that happened mm -hmm. but don't you think he would have been a little bit more concerned about being arrested or uh like someone look into his background because he just came off of uh an episode where he was a serial uh, a, a, he murdered he was a murderer. a murderer yeah 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 who i mean he's dead now i mean the the police think he's dead that's a good at least point. in that town right but he there's his face was on the news and he was i mean so that was like part of me was like should he be so cavalier um, about this yes, whole thing thank you i keep saying laissez-faire and that's not it it's cavalier <laughs> About it was just something that kind of popped out yeah. in my head. I was like, I, yeah, I think he would have been a little bit more cautious, you know, a little yeah, less. Yeah, that's a good um, point. I didn't think of that, but I did have the same idea, thinking, wouldn't they be searching the car? Maybe, like, if they had a gun, wouldn't that give them enough probable cause to look at their car and right. then find their arsenal in the trunk? <laughs> <laughs> right. And that goes for just about every other time that they've been caught and the car right. was in a, in police you know, custody yeah. or in view of people who are committing a crime. Yeah. Right. And I just let it go. I said, well, that, that would make this episode really long and complicated, yeah. I'm sure. There's, there's a number of times where I, I have to say to myself, Valerie, let it go. Yeah. Because it's a TV show. It's yeah. theat there's theatrical lighting. You know, things are done to set a mood. It's not based in everyday reality yes but yes. it's so easy when we're dissecting a show to look at things like that uh -huh. like you know and try to insert our own reality i, I reject your reality and insert my yeah. own <laughs> so they follow the cops they pass by Lori looking extra traumatized in the back of an ambulance yeah poor girl and <sighs> they make their way to the sorority house to sneak in and look at the crime scene so, did you notice though when they when they parked around back? Did you notice where Dean parked? Was it by a fire hydrant? It was absolutely by okay. A fire hydrant. I noticed him grabbing the parking ticket after, after. they're done. Yep. Um, yep. The both sides of the street are completely empty. No cars taking up any <laughs> spots, and he chooses to park in front of a fire hydrant. Right. Well, he ignores the parking ticket anyway. So I mean. Yeah. It's, <laughs> It's probably just like, oh, fuck it. I park where I want to. <laughs> right. I just think it just shows, again, uh, I, I love Dean. I absolutely love Dean. But he's got this quality about him that, yeah. he's, you know, he's still going to get a parking ticket. He's not a superhero. You right. Know? He's still going to get a ticket. Right. Right. Speaking of his little comment about sorority girls and naked pillow fights, of course. Now, now here's what I'm going to say. I'm hoping that it wasn't just Dean being like horn dog dean 
he was actually quoting Animal House, the movie. Mm. Not quoting, but referencing Animal House, mm. the movie with John Belushi. Because they were at a sorority house, you see sorority girls, and in the movie you do see Naked uh, a pillow fight. Yeah, so I'm hoping that he was just referencing yeah, the probably. movie and not, you know, digging deep into his inner douchebag. Right, right. And so probably gonna... just kind of the um, the reputation that sorority houses maybe have in TV general. land. Yeah, in TV land. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'm going to just say, in my heart, I think he was referencing a movie and not thinking that, oh boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but Especially I love... given that there's a murdered girl inside. Uh, yeah, but... yeah. But I love, um, <laughs> I don't know if you caught this, especially with your if you watched it with your headphones in. When they crawl into the window, and they, they're like, oh, sorry, be quiet, you be quiet. It was just like <laughs> this amazing Again, brotherly banter. Yes, Loved and making it. more noise than anybody should yeah. sneaking into a crime scene, yeah. having but, just left the police station, having yes. been arrested the night and before. And a cop being there in the, in the room. In like the room. Five feet away from them. Yes. Yeah, that was very funny. You you be quiet. You be mm-hmm. quiet. He's like, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yes. <laughs> cop in the room doesn't hear this yeah and maybe he was just overwhelmed by the amount of blood in could there. be and he does make the slowest walk i've ever seen out, <laughs> out of, of the, the room and down the stairs it was like boom 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 <sighs> so sam and dean make it into the bedroom where poor taylor uh had been murdered and there's a lot of blood mm-hmm. but they notice they notice a the smell they're like wow this is the strongest we've ever smelled a spirit in the room. Ozone. They mention ozone, which they have not mentioned before, nor do they expand upon what right. ozone is. Right. And and I did look it up just it's like, did I miss something in a previous episode? I don't think I did because now I have records, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but at this point, they have this is the first yeah. and only time that yes. it's mentioned and then it's just like a oh here we smell it and that's it yeah and it's super strong yeah, yeah. um but that's also when they see the the word scratched on the mm-hmm. wall and dean says you know oh this is definitely Hookman. Uh-huh. and i wrote down no it's not right um, <laughs> <laughs> but i'm gonna take us out for a second yeah you know how i love my outtakes and my bloopers yes and yes yes like yes that. yes while there have already been some i'm not gonna comment on every single one this is this is like my little personal note here in in this scene in this shot when they are looking up at the wall when dean says you know does that look familiar to you in this one outtake he says the line does this look familiar to you somebody's phone rings off camera it goes and uh jensen goes what was that <laughs> and he just says it like you know it was part of part of the know, scene his, his, yes exactly that i use that as one of my ringtones now <laughs> what was that oh we have it oh play it play it what was that <laughs> that's all it is that's all it is is that you know does that look familiar to you who's that <laughs> so um the boys get what get all they can get out of the crime scene and uh do they go back to the uh no they don't go back to the uh library um... but they research the symbol on the wall because they they notice the cross they see the cross they're like oh well that's yeah that's... that looks familiar yes 
and then they I think you're right. I think they do go back to the library because then they see the picture. They go back to the picture of the hook, and it's got the cross. It's dangling on, on it. the thing. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, and they decide that um, they're gonna have to. No, no. Maybe they do go back to the library, but they don't show them back at the library. They're in the frat house, and there's a huge party happening. Because right. Dean is just like, this is my heaven. <laughs> <laughs> party with girls. Right, right. Yes. But they're talking yes. about their research in this frat house party. Right. <laughs> and they they must have pulled made some copies of some stuff, you know. So Okay. Okay. So, but they do find that... Uh, that the hook man did his hook actually had a symbol yes. of that cross on it. Yes, um, and they're like, okay, so this guy is buried somewhere in, in, a, unmarked in an grave. unmarked grave, this reverend murderer. So we're going to have to go salt and burn his bones. In an unmarked um, grave. In an unmarked grave. And that's, <laughs> that's the, the kicker is, yeah, he was, he was unceremoniously buried. Right. Uh, well, I mean, he deserved it. <laughs> well yeah absolutely i'm just saying but in you know that just makes their task that much harder yes they decide they have to uh dig them up salt and burn them yes. uh, but how yeah. <laughs> but also how? during this discovery they make a connection that well maybe the just like a poltergeist can haunt a person and not just a place maybe that's what's happening here because hookman showed up at the sorority house and not at uh nine mile road but they're like, okay, so he's not just haunting the place because he's moving around. So maybe he's attaching himself to someone, possibly the reverend, because he's mm -hmm. a man of religion and trying he, to protect his daughter. Right. From and he might not even know that he's doing it. Right. Yeah. That it, that his his energy is is drawing the hook man to him. Right. Right. So then they split up. Sam goes and uh, stakes out Lori's house. And, to make sure that Hookman doesn't show up. Mm -hmm. And Dean begrudgingly goes to find the unmarked grave, forcing him to leave this... <laughs> the, the, the girl, the, the, the party girls. Yes. <laughs> I have to say, that was a really cute face that he made. Yeah, I know. Like, God damn it. I guess I'll go <laughs> dig up. <laughs> and it wasn't... He made the decision to go himself. It he wasn't did. like Sam was saying, you you know, you should go... He was like, no, I, I really should go... Like, we should go solve this mystery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, so while Dean drives off to go uh, find the grave and Sam goes to the girl's house, goes to Lori's house, and he's just sitting outside the, her window, which mm -hmm. is creepy, but yes, um, <laughs> I thought so too. He, she, uh, he sees uh, Lori and her dad fighting. We can't quite hear what they're saying, but they're clearly having a, a father daughter uh, mm -hmm. argument. Well, I watched um, when I was on Netflix, mm -hmm. uh, I, I usually watch it with subtitles. Oh, okay. But you, but you can see them arguing. He's saying something like, she's getting a divorce. It's no problem. So you can kind of see that she's fighting oh. about this. Okay. Yeah, because listening to it, yeah, it's just like, I didn't. It's like yeah. Charlie Brown teachers. Yeah. So they, uh, she and her dad finish their argument and. She comes outside, clearly having seen Dean. <laughs> I mean, Sam, yeah. you know, <laughs> sitting outside their window. While she thinks it's cute and, you know, endearing that there's a, a guy sitting outside her window. That she's, she also, that she's spoken to once, I believe, as far as we know. Yeah. Yeah. Outside the church. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but she has seen him. Uh, but, yeah. And she says, well, don't worry. I have called the police. Yeah. <laughs> a little sass. 
but you know and she admits to to sam that you know she's upset because her dad is having an affair with a married woman Mm -hmm. and you know she always was brought up to believe that if you did something wrong Mm -hmm. you got punished for it and Mm -hmm. you know she's upset that he's still doing it you know he knows he's doing something wrong by having this affair yeah and yet he's still you know she's going through a lot of stuff right now because a she's mad that her father is such a hypocrite you know as as a reverend you know preaching things like morality and here he is doing something not very moral and b you know here she's witnessed two people relatively close to her get viciously murdered yeah and everyone on her life is turning on her and she even says people think i'm a suspect no one will talk to me anymore and I think, yes, Sam, it is creepy that Sam, a stranger, is just sitting outside of her window. But I think she's just so desperate for somebody to talk to. Right. You know, right. she just uh, goes with it. You know, she's like, okay, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> you know, <but> yeah. <laughs> and, and again, Sam is so sympathetic. I know. You know, he's just the shoulder to cry on. Yeah. And while he doesn't admit to any details other yeah. than, you know, someone close to me, I don't even know if he says died. He said, I no, saw, he somebody saw someone get hurt, get hurt. Mm-hmm. Right. And she, again, probably just craving human compassion, yes. you know, leans in and kisses him just looking for, you know, compassion. And he's Sam. So he's cute. Yes. But, yes. but Sam says, no, Yeah. you know, this isn't, you know, I can't. And she actually uh, uh, respects him for that because mm-hmm. he she says oh is this because of this person you lost mm-hmm. you know and he and she then sympathizes with him yeah which i thought was very sweet about it her was, she this wasn't was just... a nice sweet scene albeit yeah. a tiny bit creepy but okay. <laughs> yeah it did evolve quickly but again yes. it's a tv show yes so um, in the meantime yeah uh cut to dean who they the show kind of cuts back and forth between these two storylines. Dean is looking through the graveyard and <laughs> okay, there was a moment that actually scared me cuz when I was watching with headphones, there was some leaf crunching, you know? Yeah, like a substantial twig snapping. Yes, like right yeah. in my left ear and it was so close and intimate and clear. In my room watching this, I <laughs> snapped my head to the left because I thought someone was right there. I was like, what? <laughs> and earphones have changed our viewing uh, lives. Yeah, they really have. I now understand why people get so obsessed with sound quality. Absolutely. I absolutely get it. Yep. That's, that's really funny because I was expecting because of like the crunch, I was like, what's there? Yeah. And it's nothing. Nothing. It's absolutely nothing. It's absolutely nothing. Because he is able to find the grave because Mm -hmm. it's marked with that cross. Yeah. Um, And uh, he digs him up and he has, you know, next time I stay with the girl. (laughs) (laughs) Because he's like all sweaty. It's hard work digging up a grave. I would assume digging up six feet, although he doesn't seem to be buried all the way six feet, but that's okay. Um, That's a lot of shoveling. I can't even shovel a driveway without having back spasms the next day, you know? Uh So, uh, (laughs) yeah, so he does. He's able to find the 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 hook man's uh body mm-hmm. breaks through the uh coffin mm-hmm. and salts him and lighter fluid burns him, burns him. 26 him. minutes and 20 seconds through 33 seconds this is the first time they actually salt and burn a thing a body yes, yes. 
They've mentioned it a couple times before, but this is the first time we've actually seen it happening. And episode it made me go, seven. Yeah. <laughs> We waited until episode seven. And it's, I'm sure it's very creepy if anyone saw us. I'm sure each of us, when that happened, we're like, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Why are they applauding the salting and burning of someone's <laughs> yeah, of, of a corpse. So back to Lori and Sam. Uh, Lori's dad, you know, opens the front door and it's like, you know, Lori, come inside you know mm-hmm. we have to finish our discussion and plus you're out here with a boy yes <laughs> and she does i you know i'll come in when i want to come in you know i was like oh so why did they have to go to that level of like <clears throat> you know she you I, know what I, I was that girl so i'm not yeah, gonna okay, <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. i was that I girl mean, for I mean, longer it's... than i'd like to admit <laughs> it's 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 good that she stood her ground instead of yeah. like you know head down okay daddy you know yeah, type of yeah. thing i'm glad for that but it was just there's something about the tone of i'll come in when i'm ready she didn't say it she she harumphed it and i was yeah, like oh. yeah. but i get it <laughs> and i can totally see that about you sammy <laughs> so she as she's you know her anger is up you know and you see this this change in her in her demeanor from you know her sympathy for dean uh for sam to now her anger at her father mm-hmm. and suddenly the hook man appears mm-hmm. and like gaps her dad from behind and like yeah. yanks him back into the house uh-huh and uh and then sam like pops up immediately and comes to the rock salt rescue you know yeah. like storms through the house and shoots hook uh-huh. yeah <laughs> it was i mean he was waiting for he it was, you know, yeah he yeah that's why that he moment. was there really yeah was... so grabs the shotgun with the rock salt and you know, goes running into the house looking for the dad who's been dragged upstairs and down a long hallway and yeah. you know, through a closed door, mm-hmm. which I love that type of cinematography of yeah. like cameras following people, you know, up uh-huh. the stairs, down the hallway. He kicks open the door and just before the hook man is able to kill the dad, mm-hmm. uh, he shoots it, shoots the specter with the rock salt. Yeah. And, and it, kind of disappears i mean he, yeah. he does go away it wasn't the um the explosion that we've come to to know yeah on supernatural yeah it still happened i mean still he still disappeared it was just a little anticlimactic use of the rock salt yeah and then he did a lot more damage to the house than they normally mm-hmm. do <laughs> there's a lot blew a hole in the wall and then blew a hole in the window right yeah crazy um crazy but he did you know the specter did hookman did disappear and leave the father alone right so saved the day Mm -hmm. so they're at the hospital well sam and Lori and her dad are at the hospital because he's in bed cop is asking sam questions you know telling him i saw this guy with the hook for a hand there i don't know what to tell you yeah i find it interesting that sam kept saying yes sir Uh yes sir he was was very polite very polite and and he was, I mean, he was clearly playing a role so that he could continue his investigation. Whereas, like, later in life, they don't play games. Yeah. They don't play those. They don't They don't become personas. They're just like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we know. Yeah, we know. Yeah. We have a job to do. Yeah. But he was clearly not being Sam. He was playing a, a role there. Yeah. Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, not I to mention love- he, was, he was in trouble before. Remember? Oh, right. right. <laughs> For having a gun and This is now what the third second or third encounter that this cop It's the third because the church was the first one yes. where they slammed the door. Uh, Dean shows up to the hospital and is like, Hey brother, brother <laughs> That's when I'm with the I'm, uh, the brother. Hey brother. 
Um, so then they discuss, you know, Sam is like, why didn't you salt the, burn the body? Phoenix is like, I did. Why, I got why everything. Didn't it work? Right. And then Sam makes the connection, well, what about the hook? And I think this is maybe the first time in their hunting career, which mm, seems unlikely, but for the sake of the show, okay, that it's not just DNA or bodies that can harvest a spirit or a ghost. It's also inanimate objects. Because Sam's like, well, what about the hook? You know, it was connected with him. It was the murder weapon. It's kind of a part of him in some way. Right. And Sam, uh, Dean gets this look like, oh, yeah, maybe you're right. Because it's like a source of his power, just like the body was. And this becomes huge and supernatural. Yes. This is a huge playing point. Yeah, because in the, uh, not the past episode, I think it was Bloody Mary, they say specifically it's DNA or like body, you know, it could be blood, it could be hair, you know, yep. skin cells somewhere around. Anything that has DNA can be salted and burned and mm -hmm. make this spirit disappear. But right. here they say, well, maybe, maybe, maybe it's, it's something else. Yeah. yeah. And so, but there was no hook. Yeah. Dean's like, there, there was no hook yeah. to be burned. Yeah. So what happened to the hook? Right. And so now they go back to the library. Now they go back to the <laughs> Okay, I'm not crazy. I just have things out of order. So they go back to the library and they're, they're trying to figure out the history of the hook and what happened to it after uh, what's his butt got buried? Uh, yeah. Jacob. Um, Jacob Carnes. Yes. And it was donated to the church? Yeah, I guess they took all of his personal effects, you know, like when they were getting ready to bury him, probably his money or anything like that. And just donated it. Yeah, said, here you go. Yeah. This might be something valuable. Take it for what it's worth. And they, after more research, they find out, oh, it was reforged into something right. else. Because I'm sure silver was a hot commodity right. in right. those days. Well, and plus, who, what church would want to have their hands on a old bloody, <laughs> yeah, you know, murder weapon? Yeah, hook, yeah. Which, did you look at it? That was a fierce yeah. blade. Yeah. That wasn't just like Captain Hook, our uh -huh. hook. This yeah. was, it was jagged, mm -hmm. serrated on one side and a knife blade on, oh wow, it was, it was dangerous. It was it, a sharps. It was a sharps. Um... <laughs> Just a ba background, that's what we uh, in the performing arts world call um, sharp weapons or devices or you know, props. Anything that's sharp, it's a... It's, it's sharps. Sharps. <laughs> yeah, sharp. Or, or need also needles in the medical mm. world. But I just wanted to mention the, the props in the library scenes. I love that it was really old school handwritten records. And it was supposed yeah. to be because it was from the 1800s. But, right. but still, I loved seeing it. Shout out to the props department. Yeah. Okay. We were talking about the hook being made in uh, reforged. Ah, so they're looking yes. for something silver. Correct. But they don't know what it's been reforged into. Mm -hmm. So they decide to go back to the church and just collect everything silver mm -hmm. and burn it. Yes. The um, church and their house. Because Sam goes into the house and Dean goes into the church. And Dean says, hey, don't look in her underwear drawer. Which. Why? That line did not need to be there. No, it was, and it wasn't like funny. No, it wasn't like lightening the mood. Or it wasn't it funny. It wasn't really referencing anything except possibly panty raids, referring to sorority things. Again, but, but 
I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's like Dean didn't have to go there, and even Especially... Sam kind of like made a face like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was that's a part of Dean we didn't need to see. Right, and we did forget to mention earlier um, when they're in the hospital and they make the same revelation that maybe it's the hook that the guy is attached to, but yep. it's not the father that he's haunting. It's Lori, it's Lori. because she's yep, so upset by. All of everything these around her, as opposed to the father trying to protect the daughter. Yes. So we've we learned that that it's most likely Lori who's manifesting, un, unbeknownst to her, mm -hmm. manifesting the the hook man. Um, but it's attached to some. He's still attached to something silver. We yes. just don't know what. Yes. So um, the dean and Sam search the church and the house for everything silver. Dean starts a fire in the basement of the church and starts throwing all the silver stuff in there. They hear a creak of footsteps and, you know, dust falling down on their heads from someone upstairs. It's Lori, you know, and she's really distraught over all of this. And she's really taking to heart how it might be an avenging angel because she has been having uh, too many bad thoughts. Right, avenging they, thoughts. Right, yeah. right. And they don't make fun of her for it. They don't say that's bullshit or anything. They just say, trust me, this is not an angel. This is something else. Right. But they don't look down on her for her faith. And I liked that. Yeah. No, it was I, – I did too. I did too. There wasn't a whole lot of beating you over the head with things. Yeah. One way or the other. Exactly. Right. Um, yeah. I, I felt bad for her when she, you know, feels like she, she turns it on herself and she yeah. says, I think it's all because of me. Yes. And, I, and she, she, she isn't playing the victim. She has found she isn't the victim. Mm -hmm. She's saying, I'm, I'm to blame. Yeah. You know, that, you know, Rich was pushing me to have sex. Uh, Taylor was pushing me to be, you know, a party girl. Mm -hmm. And her dad was, you know, being having an affair. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she said, it's my fault because I was the one who was angry at them for their faults. Right. Um, and I, I felt bad for her. But, of course, that's also when the script completely flips. Right. And she says, it's me. I deserve to be punished. Poof. Yes. Yeah. The music and the hook. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and he, now the hook man is going after Lori. And in the mean, and in going after her, he, uh, you know, Sam tries to protect her, come between uh, her and the hook man, and he gets, like, hooked. Mm -hmm. uh, I think he gets hooked in the arm. It's like his forearm area. Yeah. It's, like, right here, because I remember them bandaging it up right here. And now, like, the chase is on. Like, now they're running for their lives from the hook man. And, uh, and, and Dean is frantically, you know, melting things. And he thinks he's done. Dean thinks he's done melting everything, and he comes running upstairs and lo and behold, there's still the hook man. Yeah. Uh, and they, they, he's able to shoot the hook man with the, the rock salt, mm -hmm. right? And hook man disappears for mm -hmm. a few seconds, enough yeah. time for Sam and, Sam and Dean are like, like, why isn't on? this working? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, you, you burned all the silver, right? He's like, yes. So what, what are we missing? Yes. And then Lori's necklace somehow has like finally made an appearance. You've seen this chain around her neck the whole time. Because yep. I did check to see. It's like, was she actually wearing it? And then, yeah, she you was. So the, the whole time, you just see the yeah. chain, but the actual pendant or charm is, like, tucked in her shirt. But here, it's loosened. Uh, in the struggles. Her. Yes. Because yeah. she's, been, she's been thrown around. 
right know? She right wasn't, they're She's, not just running she was grabbed by the hook man and tossed down a hallway yes. and, and sam notices her necklace he's like where did you get that my dad gave it to me it's a church heirloom is it silver yes tears it off of her and sam and dean make this nice little switcheroo catch yes the gun take and the gun the, i'll uh -huh. take the necklace <laughs> yes oh but before that the the hook is like dragging along the wall but invisible yeah he's totally like hooking he's he's scarring the wall yes like all you all you see house. yes all you see is just the wall being gouged he is not there and right. that was i'm coming for you it is it's just like death is coming for you mm -hmm. you're gonna you're gonna get this yeah and uh so uh, with dean gone now sam is left to uh protect laurie again mm -hmm. and he's wounded yeah uh, and he's trying to like reload the the shotgun with the salt. Yes, with one arm. With one arm, and he he you know the hookman appears and uh, Sam goes to shoot him, but uh, hookman knocks the gun out of his hand, and now they're really fighting for their lives. And yes. and in the meantime, Dean has thrown the the charm into the fire, but it's like not melting. It's yeah, just, like, it takes forever. But it finally does, and it's like just before the hookman you know goes to kill uh sam and lori he he doesn't like burst into flames yeah he just suddenly it's kind of like he's embers yes you know i just like loved this shot so much i mean the the special effects maybe it was because i'm watching on a better tv than they intended it to be on you know because <laughs> these tvs didn't exist in 2005 but no i love the way he was standing like his his stance his posture with the hook up poised yeah mm -hmm. his costume is really cool with the hat and just slowly burning from like all the edges in inward you know like from the yeah. outside in he's just it was like a burning into ashes and embers yeah it was exactly. kind of like a piece of paper yeah. that burns from the outside you just watch a piece of paper burn uh -huh. as it gets to the center and it's just and it's gone yeah it was very cool yeah it was very cool. And there was no, like, groaning and screaming and Happy. stuff like that. It was just, like, this is it. He was quiet yeah. the entire time, I think. I think maybe a couple times there was, there was some growling. The, yeah, there was bit. definitely some heavy breathing. Right. <laughs> there was some, ah, uh -huh. you know, stuff. But it was very subtle. Yeah. And then Dean comes running upstairs, like, did we do it? Yep. Is, did, is this time, is he really gone? And it's like, yeah, okay, this time he's really gone. Yeah. Whew. Cut to... Next day or later that day, I don't know. The cop, <laughs> the cop is talking to Dean, you know, and he's telling him the same story. You know, like, yep, saw a man with the hook, and then he just disappeared. And this next moment was hysterical for me. You know, the cop is starting to do the lecture, like, listen, I think maybe you and your brother, and he's about to, I'm sure, go into like a long lecture or diatribe or a veiled threat. Yes. And Dean is just like, oh, don't worry, we're going out of town. <laughs> because like so far every cop has been like you don't belong here like in every yeah, episode yeah, yeah. The, they have a run-in with the cops the cops are always like get out of town yeah you know, yeah you strangers you're causing trouble keep moving it so i made a note here that while that's happening sam is you know talking to Lori, yeah. uh and i call it the the girlfriend moment mm-hmm because there always seems to be, you know, in the wrap up, you yeah. know, the boys before they leave town have to like sever ties with whoever yeah. they've created a relationship with. And I don't mean girlfriend, boyfriend relationship. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, you know, this relationship. Yeah. And it seems like Sam is having a harder time saying goodbye to her. Yeah. And I feel bad for him. But at the same time, I'm like, 
he is still so torn up about Jess. Exactly. That this, I think he feels bad, not for himself for leaving. I think he feels bad leaving her for her yeah. because of what she's been through. Yeah. And there's been, there's, there's, there, there's a lot of criticism of this episode because of how connected Sam was to this girl in this moment. Oh, really? Yeah, because they, they literally were talking about it. It was like a girlfriend moment. And that mm. Sam was upset about having to leave her because he wanted to stay and be with her. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't think that's the case. And so for me, it's the way I read it was mm -hmm. that Sam was reluctant to leave her for her. Yeah. Not because he had this connection to her as a, he didn't have this emotional, you know, feelings for her. Mm -hmm. He just had Sam. He was just being Sam and being caring for this girl who just went through so much. Mm. Um, I mean, he may have a, a, that connection of we both lost people, but I don't think it's a romantic mm. connection. Just because he, he was, and is still, I think, so connected to Jess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That That's my my take on mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. um, because, I. I interpreted it only slightly different than you. I do agree that he was very torn about Jess. I think that he's torn because I think he does want to stay with Lori for a little while. Maybe not as, you know, girlfriend, going as far as girlfriend, but maybe um, something more than just one night stand, you know, that Dean would typically do. But I think, yes, his memory of Jess is too strong and he is not ready to heal from that yet. And he's still going through these, or dealing with the fact that he had the vision of her before yeah. she died, you know, which hasn't really been mentioned in a little while. But also maybe he doesn't want to, to taint Lori, who is like a very sweet girl. And I think he did like, I think that he did like her. Um, but he doesn't want to taint her with the fact that he's still uh, got all this trauma and um, well, he bag feels baggage about Jess. Yeah, yeah, he feels responsible for Jess's death the same way that Lori was feeling responsible for yeah, yeah. the death of everybody else. Yeah, and I think also he doesn't want to taint her. She's already been through a supernatural experience and like look at all of the pain that she's had to deal with, you right. know. Um, and the supernatural stuff is not going to leave him. The ghosts, the demons, the evil is always there and it always wraps the other person up in it. And I think maybe he's just not ready to loop someone else into it, especially this girl who, you know, is already dealing with a lot of trauma. And she's also young, you know, she's 18 and he's 22, 23. But anyway, so that was that was my interpretation is he did like her and maybe wanted to stay. And then when Dean asks him, you know, and this was a really sweet scene, too. Because he doesn't break his balls. He doesn't, you know, say anything gross. Dean, he just says, you sure you don't want to stay? Yeah, we can stay. Yeah. And Sam, See, the look and on Sam's face is just like, I, I, I can't. I can't stay. Let's, just, Let's yeah. just go. See, and part of me, while yes, it was very sweet, part of me is like, what, what made Dean so sweet in this moment as opposed to any other moment? Right. Like, what, what's been happening that Dean sees that this is a potential need that Sam has, hmm. you know, instead of let's go find dad. Yeah. You know, let's go help people. He's mm -hmm. like, he's willing to actually stay, put their mission off mm -hmm. so that Sam can connect with this girl. Right. Um, so part of me is like, why, mm, why, yeah. why, why that emotional, why that brotherly empathy? Uh -huh. I will say I did look up 
uh, some information that this episode was shot earlier. It, it's placement in this in the season's order. Mm-hmm. They didn't shoot this in order. Mm. So this was actually shot, I think, right after Wendigo. Wow, really? Yeah, which mm. is why I think some of the uh, emotions, the emotional relationships are a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, and just why why some of the questions we have about where the guys are yeah you know in time is is out of place it's because this episode was actually filmed to go after Ah. wendigo so there's certain certain events haven't happened to the actors Ah. in this in this episode interesting okay you said you wanted to talk about the ending song (laughs) Uh, that is a good look face <laughs> your face <laughs> it, it it had no oomph it was just this pop it was very reality bites pop music mm-hmm. it wasn't it just wasn't a hard rock you know driving off song that that it could have been right it could have been this really meaty music that somber and dark mm-hmm. but it wasn't it was kind of like up and poppy and i was like what is this? Yeah, they did it's not just, do a good job with the replacement music. But it, I guess just, you get what you don't pay for, you know? <laughs> right. I just, I was just really disappointed that it could have been a little bit more somber, a little bit more meaningful. And instead it was just this, you know, again, unknown pop right. type right. song. But that's on the Netflix version. On Correct. the DVD, they played Boston's Peace of Mind. Absolutely. It was a wonderful song choice. <laughs> I I wanted to throw something at the TV. <laughs> I was so mad. I was like, please. Okay, well, I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad that the original version had actual cool music. Yeah, yeah. But don't worry, Valerie. You're only going to have to deal with this through season one. Because in season two on Netflix, that's when they actually they use the real music. It's just oh, good. Yeah, it's just okay. season one that they didn't pay for for I don't I don't know what reasons. It was just season one, but okay, phew, yeah, phew. Because it's like there's a reason that designers, you know, yeah. make the decisions they make. Yeah, you know, and and that that just it ruined the end of that episode for me. Yeah, there was a, there was I, another song. Let me see. I know I might be oversens- being oversensitive to these things, but it's like I no, I so absolutely agree. Invested in this production mm-hmm. as a whole mm-hmm. that I want it to be good. It's like why get to the very end and then blow what was actually a really good episode uh-huh. with with a pop song right. that doesn't apply to the boys at all, right? To the brothers at all? Yeah, yeah. The, the replacement sound design absolutely blows. And even, like, earlier in the episode when they are driving to the frat house, mm-hmm. and they it's a nice, like, road trip scene. You know, there's an overhead shot of the car driving through, you know, country roads or whatever. Some shitty song that was on Netflix. And the real version is Bang Your Head by Quiet Riot. Bang, Bang your, your head! head. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, it it mood. It's all about mm-hmm. mood. I mean, in in theater, you know, you walk into a play and they usually have what they call pre-show music playing. Yeah. It's not just Muzak. It was it's p- 
picked to draw an emotion to to get you ready for what the show is going to be mm-hmm. whether it's sound effects whether it's birds chirping or if it's actual music playing it mm-hmm. means something yeah it's not just filler you for making me feel better about the end of this episode <laughs> and again the they say there are people who thought this was one of the weaker episodes that's crazy to me yeah i yeah and i think really enjoyed this they it's because they focused in on like the panty drawer moments mm-hmm. or the pillow fight moments mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and again if this was filmed if this was only the third episode they filmed this is the writers still getting their feet under them yeah. this is testing out uh, you know, senses of humor of the characters and what works and what doesn't work. So that's what surprises I, me that this was filmed so early because it felt like to me the boys were loosening up, like yeah. even more so from the previous one, from episode yep. six or five or what have you. So many more moments of humor and lightheartedness and jabbing and, like I said, yeah. brotherly banter. Yeah. That's kind of cool that they felt that already by the time they filmed what would be the third episode. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Sam, I just want to take a minute. I realize it's March, and March mm-hmm. is a colon cancer awareness month. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason it's uh, in my mind is I do have someone close to me who was diagnosed at a very young age mm-hmm. with colon cancer. So I just want to put it out there. Uh, be aware, colon cancer is more... Uh, prevalent than you think give a hoot check your patoot Mm -hmm. have a colonoscopy if you're in your 40s now's the time to do it right don't wait till your 50s um it it's a surprise yeah Uh, it's It's the third leading cause of cancer in the united states it's a big deal and it's one of the sneakier ones that can just catch you off guard yeah by surprise don't be timid by the name colorectal cancer. It's right. colon cancer. You need to get a colonoscopy to scan for it. It seems embarrassing. Just do it. Right. Just do it. It's not embarrassing. They're doctors. Yeah. And yep. uh, give a hoot. Check your patoot and tell your family and your loved ones to do the same. Yes. So just remember, you can find us on all social media channels. Our Instagram and Facebook is Salt and Burn This Pod. Our Twitter is Salt and Burn This. Um, you can also message us through any of those platforms, and we'll get your messages. Um, so yeah, make sure to follow us, like us, um, subscribe to the podcast, and wherever you listen to your podcasts, and give a rating if you can. I know not all of them offer a rating option. I know Apple does podcast addict does i believe as well so if there is a rating option please 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 consider giving us one because it really helps us out so thank you for listening to this episode of salt and burn this and we will see you next week for bugs Ooh, if it's anything like arachnophobia i'm not gonna like this episode right or the one with the apartment and the cockroaches is it <gasps> called the apartment oh yes Oh, okay. Yeah, let's. Oh, great. I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. Okay. Thank hey. you, everyone. We'll see you next Thanks. week. Bye. Bye.